0: Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casino. Nothing else comes close. Welcome in. We are live from Lecom Harbor Center as Sabres Development Camp is nicely underway. It's day two, and this week-long event will, uh, almost week-long event, will conclude on Thursday with a three-on-three tournament. With Marty, I'm Brian. Happy fourth in advance because it is rapidly approaching. Martin, it seems like a lot has transpired in the hockey world since last we spoke, but simultaneously not much has transpired in the hockey world since last we spoke
1: it's like one of those uh, healthy balance of uh, wow there's a lot going on well there's not much going on at where, the same are the time. Trades? where are the trades we didn't have trades really in nashville and there wasn't a lot of big signings in the first couple of days of free agency now there was some internal signings that were pretty big talk about Ilya sorokin and his eight-year deal and those type of things and obviously i think that's where the market is at right now with the flat cap Uh, And teams not willing to spend a lot of money externally, wanting to take care of things internally. So that's good. But before we said, you said happy fort, because obviously tomorrow um, we're going to be off for the show. Got to also say happy Canada Day to all of those that had a a, a big day going on on uh, Saturday. But uh, yeah, so that's what it is, Duffer. I can't believe...
0: You didn't take the opportunity to start off with the Sabre news of free agency, so I will take that for you. No, I left it Eri- on the e- table for you. Eric John. low-hanging right defense fruit.
1: Yeah. Eric Johnson
0: <laughs> and Connor Clifton, they have been added to the mix. The Sabres now have nine defensemen currently on uh, what you would call NHL deals. And with that comes more and more questions as to for how long they will have these nine defensemen. <laughs> Might they have them all at the end of training camp in September? We shall see, but most importantly, your first reaction to the signing of a veteran, veterani, as Kevin Weeks would say, uh, and Eric Johnson, who's 35 and has won a cup, and Connor Clifton, who at 28 would like to follow in the path of Eric Johnson and ultimately hoist. That trophy.
1: Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go with Connor Clifton first. Because you say he's 28 years old, it feels more like it's in the wheelhouse of the Sabres, that it is obviously a three year deal at just over $3 million. But with the clarity that it gave me, this is not the Brett Pesci and the Radko Goudas and Noah Hannafin that we had talked about for weeks leading up to free agency and the draft. But I do believe it is a really good right defenseman. To be paired up with Owen Power. So I look at it and I'm saying, okay, I you have options now. Maybe you go back with Henry Yoki are you. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's Connor Clifton. I would I would think you would want to switch it up a little bit and and, and say you filled up that, that top four spot uh, with free agency and that would be Connor Clifton. But you are right. It is a busy, busy and uh, I mean, too many players. You can't have nine D. And when you look at the roster right now...
0: So, says the guy who infamously said you, you can't have, have three, three goalies.
1: <laughs> and that's... An, well, we have to do best and worst of the weekend. Um, we, we'll get to that point talking about three-goalie system. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that you have Dalian and Samuelson and now Power and Clifton, which you listen to people from around the league, right? And they say, wow, what a, what a great get by the Sabres here in a player like Connor Clifton. Eh. Look, I would have shot for a little higher, but it's hard to do you've got to make trades, and it's hard to do right now there's not a lot of trades being made. so I like the top four, and I like that Eric Johnson would probably be more of a five six seven type guy come in. We saw last year the Sabres using multiple defensemen and and you know I think the number was up to like twelve or thirteen by the end of the season, so they're going to need that depth, so you have Johnson you have labushkin you have yoki you have bryson you have stillman there's competition right there for playing time in the third pair
0: who's the third pair
1: as i have it right now um i almost feel like that would be a, a labushkin and yoki are you? although they're both right defense you're not so. going to
0: play eric johnson at 3.25
1: well, I mean, are you not going to play Yoki, are you at 2.5? Or you're not going to play Lubushkin at 2.75? Like, what's an, an extra 500000 really, Duffer, when you talk about it? So.
0: I, as you can tell, I have more questions than answers at this point.
1: But the questions are in an area that I'm not going to say no disrespect to those guys. But, no, exactly. But, but I it's your third pair how many care. right defensemen do we have now i know exactly <laughs> now we have a surplus of right defensemen who wants to call the sabers about maybe acquiring one of those right shot defense right, yeah. right defensemen? but but again if your question is on the top pair for mm-hmm. question is on the second pair it's a little bit more wor- worrisome but if your question is about well who's sitting out mm-hmm. um i don't think it it bothers me that much that we're down the depth chart and that's where the question is at no
0: but it's uh, it's fascinating. Like, I'm sorry, but it's going to be a big deal, whoever's not playing.
1: It is going to be a big deal. Okay, so on opening night, maybe, and remember if everybody's what happened, healthy. Remember what happened the last time
0: I broached this subject? What happened last time? Artur Rutzelainen didn't, didn't stay in the organization.
1: Well. He did He went home. He was like, I'm not going to play. I don't have a spot. But, <laughs> no, listen, it, it is going to be interesting. Who plays on opening night? Let's see if everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. right? Because now you got guys that are going to have to go on waivers. Mm-hmm. You can't keep nine defensemen, but right. if there's injuries, obviously that is going to facilitate things. But uh, no, you can't keep nine D. Right. You can't have twenty-five forwards. You no. can't have three goalies. That no. is as simple as it is when you move. You move ahead to next. Well, if, any- if
0: anything, this glut of defensemen should ensure that there's no way they're keeping three
1: goalies. Impossible. Right like why why would you think you'd be inclined to keep eight defensemen as now don granado loves that too by the way so some coaches like to have 12 forwards Mm. eight defensemen two goaltenders yep and the reason they like to have the 12 and eight is because you have four sets of of lines right like four lines four sets of D. when you go into practice it's good rotations Um, Everybody knows what they're doing. When you have 7-D, which most teams do, and the defensemen know their roles, but you always have to have one guy that fills in, and then Mm -hmm. your pairs are messed up. When you have an extra one or two forwards, you always have to have guys filling in. But I think some coaches like to have the 12 forwards, 8-D, and two goalies. Mm -hmm. Um, It may be a necessity now with the way the roster has been constructed
0: yeah i would think that is uh very possible um are you inclined to think though that there'll be another deal at some point
1: yes i'm inclined to think that there will be deals uh, that are going to be made but i also think that if you ask me the over under Mm -hmm. on the time between now and when deals are going to happen i'm going to take the over two months i'm thinking we're not looking at deals until september teams are going to go through arbitration And everything else that needs, then they're going to go away for a little bit. And then you get back prepared for training camp. And there may be some deals happening right at training camp or before training camp, depending on what happens with arbitrations uh, with restricted free agents. Are they signed? Are they not signed? Are they as their guys holding out? Um, So I I think this is pretty much what the Sabres are going into with this the summer. And then we'll see what happens in September
0: we are live at LeCom harbor center it is sabers development camp 2023 lots of uh well i'll tell you a lot of eyeballs on this group yesterday the crowd was unbelievable in my opinion for uh a first time out of the uh shoot on a sunday afternoon and they got a rousing ovation did the players when they just merely wrapped up practice so i sense that they'll get the same today and
1: i thought it was the rain and the, the all that, that the storm that was happening maybe that shook the building a little bit
0: well that also may be true let's hope <laughs> that the rain holds off for the better part of the rest of the day because we want the bisons to have their big 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 night oh yeah like they always do uh in advance of the fourth and that would include the bpo and fireworks and all the rest of it of course they were rained out yesterday uh if you're looking for us on msg You're not going to find us there this week. Nope. Um, So we are exclusive to WGR Sports Radio 550. Our crew getting a uh, well-deserved break from having to not only look at us but work with us uh, on the television side. So that's a huge win for them.
1: Yeah, well, they deserve it. They do a lot of work, and it's not just on Sabres Live, but it's on One Bill's Live. Yeah, the so.
0: hardship for them comes on One Bill's Live. Yeah, let's, well, let's dealing with Brownie and Tasker,
1: yeah, yeah. that's where it all comes, like, <laughs> this is the appetizer, and they, they feel pretty good, and then when they're done with the two hours show after, yeah. they feel full.
0: They feel overstuffed, <laughs> yes. Okay, so the big questions are... Sorry, we're, Brownie, we're, sorry, Steve.
1: <laughs>
0: we, the, the big questions are... And maybe the big questions are not ones that we've presented yet. Maybe the big questions are what we want to hear from people at Sabres Live on Twitter. And, yes. and this dialogue, uh, let's encourage it all week long, quite frankly, because with every signing or with every ounce of inactivity, if you will, more and more questions get raised. Like the longer things go on without a deal, people wonder, you know, let's say, whether it's uh, Noah Hannafin, yes, for instance. The more it doesn't happen, people wonder, Jesus, Calgary just going to keep them and then rent them out at the deadline if they're not in the mix? Same thing with Pesci. What about Hellebuck? We've seen 20 goaltenders in the news. Yes. Not the 23 that I had on my list, but not to nitpick, but they're all goalies, and they all have a chance of playing in the NHL. Eric Schalgren would be one of those who was scooped up by the Devils organization, right? There has actually been a fair amount of movement among goaltenders. But the biggest domino in Connor Hallibuck has not fallen at this point in time. So there is a lot to be answered. But we, of course, coming out of a weekend, we always want to know best and worst of the weekend. So it's pretty easy to lay it out at your feet. Best and worst of free agency. I'm sure there's people that have deals they like for the Sabres. Deals that they you know, wish the Sabres had made. Deals like Toronto coming in on the second and getting Bertuzzi at a steal. Quite frankly, in my opinion, a one-year deal, no term, minimal dollars, fits right in. Easy. This a bet on
1: yourself type of contract for he and Max Domi and a lot of players that are in that situation. They want the five-six year deal, but there's no way teams can commit to that with the number that they would want. So they say, "Look, the cap is lower this year. Let's get you guys signed. kind of like Taylor Hall here." But listen, like those deals don't always work Mm -hmm. because what happens to the players in that situation? is they're not, I don't want to say they're not fully committed, but there's always the thought of, I'm playing so I can sign somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'm playing so I can get my big contract, and it's most likely not here. Like Tyler Bertuzzi, unless the Toronto Maple Leaf decide to trade one of Nylander, Matthews, Marner, or Tavares, or whatever they're going to do, he knows that this is a one-year thing in Toronto, and then we will probably move on to somewhere else for a longer term Maybe. contract and bigger money. Yeah. And and it's hard to be in that position. I've been in that position. It's one of those where you play your games but you're also looking around the league. Where do I think I'm gonna end up next? And so yeah, I mean yes, you gotta leave your age and do that and whatever. So you talk about best and worst of the week, yeah. And this free agency especially. Yes? I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay, well I'm gonna talk about goaltending because I started writing Don't who, you dare. Who, was, who was signing, okay. right? So I write down Oliver and McL- Ekman-Larsen. E- 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 he signed a contract. Clem Cost and signed a contract. And then as soon as Mackenzie Blackwood and Antti Ranta signed, I forgot about the players. I didn't write them down. I just took care of the goalies. Right. Because they were happening one after the next after the next. Mm-hmm. So my best of the weekend, it was the biggest deal that was signed over the weekend but it was the Ilya Sorokin contract. Mm-hmm. He's 27 years old, will be 28 when that deal will kick in. It's an eight-year deal, so the Islanders will have him between 28 and 36 at $8.3 million. I know people are going to say, well, the Islanders play so well defensively. Sorokin has been a top-five goaltender for the past four seasons in the Nash Hockey League. Mm-hmm. you got Bobrovsky at 10000000 million. You got Vasilevsky at nine and a half. And then there was a big drop off to Gibson at six point four, so splitting the difference, getting at about eight million for eight years, I thought was a, a fantastic deal not only for Sorokin but for the New York Islanders. They were able to re-sign Varlamov for two years, and that four for four years, years sorry. Yes, four years.
0: Why would you ever do that?
1: At two point seven five.
0: Yeah. So you go from having a great deal in Sorokin to now having eleven million dollars invested in goaltending when you have cap issues and have had cap issues you for a while. You have cap
1: issues, but but they, they they got their goalie set and they will be a, it will be a strength of theirs for the next little bit. But again, Sorokin was the of the best of the. I love the deal me with for the Sorokin. Yep. It was he's 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 a stud. He's at the right age to give him an eight-year deal. Like compare Sorokin to Hellebuck. Sorokin's 27, Hellebuck's 30, 30, right? There's a three-year difference. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Hellebuck wants an eight-year deal at $9 million mm-hmm. from the age 31 and thirty. To which I've said,
0: no, thank you all along. I only want Hellebuck on a one. I only yeah. want to rent Hellebuck if for I'm Buffalo. For the
1: $6 million that he's getting paid right now. Yeah. And you know what? If Hellebuck was $8 million right now, I'd say yes. Yes. But for an eight more years at 8 dollars to $9 million, mm-hmm. there's no chance. No chance it's happening. Okay, so what
0: else then in the goaltending realm? Because there was obviously, was there anything else noteworthy for
1: you among the goalies? Okay, so that the Carolina Hurricanes went out and re-signed Antti Ranta and Freddie Anderson Mm -hmm. while they have Piotr Kachekov, Mm -hmm. which now it raises the big question marks. Is Kachekov the real deal? They gave him... A $2 million contract for two years. I don't know. They
0: drafted like six goalies the last three years, too. So Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Like, what is going on But at on least, then?
0: see, they could walk away from Kachetkov. He's waiver on, exempt. No, but on, even on a buyout, let's say, right? And it would be one-third. One-third. Because of the age. As opposed to marrying yourself on a 35-plus contract to uh,
1: uh, Semyon Varlamov. Yeah. Like, you can't get out of that. No, you like, can't. Like, it's... <laughs> So but that's Lou Lou does great things and yeah. then Lou does what Lou does and yep. he takes care of certain players and he loves them. So, so what other Carolina goals? going with three goalies yeah. this year? Now okay. they could as you say either put Kochekov in the minors, buy him out, whatever. Or one want to of them
0: get. immediately gets hurt and then they've got well, two. Well,
1: you know that you deal with Ranta and Anderson and that's happened. Right. So it's that funny that they love that risk. Right? To know that It's like funny that they love bu- that risk. Bu- like it, it, you're it, buying even, yourself to two goalies that could get hurt. Not one. Right. Two of them. But
0: they clearly, yeah, they, they, I don't know, maybe they're assuming that, eh, the worst of their luck is behind them.
1: Well, possibly, but you yeah. also got Ranta on a one-year at 1.5 right. and Freddie Anderson right. at 3.4. Right. Like, you're paying $5 million for those two. Less than half of the Islanders, yeah. It's like, okay, we'll do it, right? Exactly. But I think that's what also happened is that despite the goalie market being like, oh, there's a, the goalie carousel this summer. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, goalie like Tristan Jari Mm -hmm. probably called around on July 1 Mm -hmm. and the Pittsburgh Penguins probably called around Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden at the end of the day they're like I don't have anything well we don't have anybody either let's make it work so why negotiate against
0: yourself why give them them 5.3 million dollars why for five years like what like
1: why I don't get it I don't get it either. it feels to me like it was desperate times for Pittsburgh yeah More than it was for Tristan Jari. Despite the fact that Jari, everybody had signed. Mm -hmm. All the goalies on the list. Laurent Broussois had signed. Mm -hmm. You had James Reimer signed. Talbot signed. Kurt signed. You had Freddy Anderson, Anthony Renta, everybody, Jonathan Quick signed. They all signed.
0: Right, Corpus Alo was the big one, to be honest with you. As far as players switching teams, that's the biggest deal for a goalie switching teams. That's
1: a big red flag for me.
0: I don't understand it. Again, he's at a point where he should be having to kind of reprove himself. So why are you giving him five years?
1: So who saved the LA I don't, Kings, I, I Who have, saved the LA Kings season last year?
0: phoenix Copley. phoenix Copley. and now he's in a battle with big save dave and cam talbot okay but like what phoenix are we doing
1: copley here? came in after jonathan quick did not have a good start of the season and cal peterson well, more importantly
0: cal peterson cal peterson yeah, was sent yeah. to
1: the ontario reign and the american hockey league so they call up phoenix copley and the guy saved their season started mm-hmm. winning so corpus comes in after they made a trade with columbus and brought him in and yes corpus played well yeah but Okay, so I tell you this right now, like, would you have given Phoenix Copley five years at $4 million a year?
0: <laughs> no, they they're, gave, not, they, they're, they're not gave, the same. They gave him but, a million and a half.
1: But they're not <laughs> the same, but I'm just saying Phoenix Copley was the guy that saved their yeah, season. Yeah,
0: but clearly they don't believe in him.
1: Well, so. I don't believe in Cor- Jonas Corpusello that much to but give you, him but five But somebody years was going to give
0: him at least a couple of years, but I just don't understand why Ottawa would give him five, do you?
1: Well, Ottawa has been having some issues figuring out their goalies in the last few years. Which, which
0: to me, is all the more reason you would go short-term with somebody.
1: They acquired Matt Murray from the Pittsburgh Penguins a few years back. That did not work out. Luckily, they got out of it by shipping him to Toronto. Mm -hmm. They almost traded him to Buffalo, but Matt Murray says, I don't want to go to Buffalo. So that's one. Number two, they traded Philip Gustafson to the Minnesota Wild Mm -hmm. for Cam Talbot. Philip Gustafson last year was a top five goalie in the NHL with the Minnesota Wild. And without him in Minnesota, and if they had to rely on Marc-Andre Fleury, not sure that Minnesota makes the playoffs last year. So they traded away Philip Gustafson. They acquired Matt Murray. Mm-hmm. Now they had a guy in Anton Forsberg that was playing really well. Now unfortunately got hurt at two mm-hmm. knee surgeries. And then they go and sign Jonas Corpusselo. I want to know who makes those decisions in Ottawa when it comes to goaltenders, mm-hmm. uh, who scouts them or who, who decides to bring him in like that. Like that overpriced <laughs> At, on Saturday, we had James Dutty had a button, right, that he pressed the button. It was Lula Moriello's quote last year. Oh, if you ask me, that's too long, too, too long for too much money. That's the button you press on Jonas Capricello. Mm-hmm. That's too long for too much
0: money. The money's not high. I mean four is pretty reasonable based on where goalies are at, I think. But I just can't get over the term. Uh, two but.
1: years for two years, four million a year, I'd say okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But five years? I mean, you're paying a long time.
0: Yeah, we continue from Sabres development camp here at Leecom Harbor Center. Just uh, noteworthy that on Thursday morning, uh, the three-on-three three event will happen. It'll be streamed uh, live and on the Sabres social channel, so you can check it out then. Marty and I will be off tomorrow, and we'll be back at it Wednesday and Thursday from here at development camp where, um, you know, we're talking about roughly 40 guys. Uh, here in camp, some some names not able to participate based on end of season yeah. injuries. So that was you know kind of unfortunate, but it's also the nature of the beast. Uh, one of them would be recently signed to the Amherst, Riley Fiddler, Schultz, Noah Oslin, of course, last year, previous year's first rounder, um, William von Barnackow is von Barnackow is also not skating. Sean Cohen not skating. Tobias Leinen not skating. Um, so, and then on top of that. They were most, all sitting most, on the bench, though. On, yes. They're all watching. Well, washing. that's the thing. They're here, but, not, but yeah. not taking part. Then there's the group that isn't here, which is a very highly regarded group. Yuri Kulik. Yes. Isaac Rozan, Matt Savoy. Sevi Komarov. All these guys that had long runs in their respective leagues. And the group, organizational hockey department, that is, opted to let them breathe. Right? They've been here before, so they didn't need the first introduction slash orientation no. of Sabres Camp, which is awesome. And I think the kind of prevailing theme, Marty, that I have felt here over the two days is when you look at the list, and maybe it's glass half full, people still like what they're seeing on the list and on the ice even without those that are injured and without the high profile guys so it kind of speaks to where the cupboard is at here
1: absolutely they're full they're really full and they're full with a lot of talent and that is great but also if you are a player coming to development camp and you know that those players that you talk about the Savoy, the Kulik, the Roseanne um, they're not here you say well I I got a chance to take another step up I got a chance to show myself even more Mm -hmm. Uh, you walk around and on the media side of the LeCom Harbor Center, there's a really big picture of Tage Thompson lifting up the trophy from the three-on-three tournament from like five years ago or four years ago. I stumbled on a picture of,
0: of myself with Casey Middlestad on a rinkside interview yes. at the end of one of these, and I, I couldn't tell. So I felt bad for both of us
1: because well, <laughs> you could tell that it was like six years ago. <laughs> Casey looks the same. I've
0: aged a lot more than Casey. Uh, You guys both look the same. But here's
1: the thing. You're one of those players on the ice right now, and you say, that is me. Mm -hmm. That's who I want to be. Now, if Koolik and Savoy and Roseanne and and those guys are here, you're like, well, it may be down, right? Because they're a step ahead. But right now, you have a chance to to show yourself. I mean, I look, obviously, first-round pick Zach Benson this year. Like, be that guy. Wearing number nine here Wearing camp. number nine, Love I know. That. Love that for him. Buddy Cloutier, Real Cloutier from my days in Quebec City. But, I yes, yeah. I, yes I understand. Might have been
0: a more prominent nine here recently. There, there
1: was a, a big number nine here recently that uh, also moved to uh, 15, or went from 15 no. to nine. Other so way, yeah. Other way around. I look at a uh, Olivier Nadeau, right? Yes. Oh. Uh, had a really, really strong
0: it, season in the in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. If they don't stay on the ice the rest of the day, and it does look like they're trickling off, we may well have Jake Richard here coming up. That is like,
1: a big name that a you should super, pay attention to.
0: I love the name because we talked about him extensively last year. Then he went on to play in a couple of places in the USHL, was a teammate of local legend now, Gavin McCarthy. Oh, yeah, vegan. And, <laughs> and now he's going to play at UConn, and if Matthew Wood is back there, that's another high-profile player, right? So that program will Dave be Thompson, it, you're it, gone. right it'll be interesting so i i'm really hoping that we get a chance to talk to jake here in a few minutes uh, just about his very 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 strong season in the u.s hockey league and hey, what's next for him and remember Ryan he's a johnson florida, he's a florida native too so
1: oh yeah he's he's had
0: the growth of his hockey career in that state and then now he's seen its popularity Take another step forward with the the Panthers being in the cup. I'll double
1: check when I see Jacksonville, Florida next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And and we share a birthday, by the way, Duffer. He and I are bo- born on August 15th, so that Aww. is, uh, you know, something we haven't. Con- but oh, when did so you say? August 15th. Really? It's coming up okay. later in the summer. Okay. Uh, but also, so we talk about the Fords. There is definitely some defensemen to keep an eye on. Rand Johnson is one of them. Matt Slingren is one of them. Mm-hmm. Max Sterback is one of them. I mean, Gavin McCarthy, obviously, local product is one of them. But th- you come to development camp, and you're not going to just be looking at one guy. Or two guys there's at least a dozen of them right now that you should circle and pay attention to and remember their numbers and watch them when they're on the ice
0: yes and the beauty of this moment is sitting here not only with roster in hand looking at the players on the ice but you're constantly looking at big picture and you're constantly trying to figure out what's next How do they fill in the spot for Jack Quinn? What's Victor Olofsson's future? What does the future hold in competition, presumably, for a couple of these spots in the fall? Jost, Kulik, Rusek, Savoy, Weisbach, Murray, Byro. They're all in contention. Marty, most of them are right around the same age of 25. There's only the two kids in Kulik and Savoy that are under 20. Like, you can't cut these other guys out of the equation because at some point, it's their last kick at it. Yes. And when you have an opportunity like what may exist this year with potentially two wing spots open based on if you move Olafson and Quinn not being there for potentially the first half of the year, like, you're circling that group of guys in that competition. Like, I'm literally sitting here anxious to watch them take part in preseason games because presumably they'll get some looks with different skilled centermen, right? That's what you're looking for this training camp.
1: That is what you're looking for. That's what you're hoping for right. in training camp. And look, if Rochester hadn't had the type of season they did and the run in the playoffs they did, I wouldn't be so worried about losing guys on waivers and training camp and saying, okay, well, you know what, put them in waivers, send them down, and maybe they, they build themselves back up. But they did incredibly well this year. And all these guys that you're talking about, right, that some of them have to clear waivers mm-hmm. to be able to be sent down. It's right. not going to happen. But a couple don't, which is a also interesting. Down, like yeah. we- still doesn't. And Weisbach doesn't. Which is, Weisbach which is, doesn't. Because yeah, he's got a
0: limited number of games played. Yeah. Yeah. So. so,
1: but obviously, but like you said, that's probably the last chance. Exactly. That that they the Sabres well, have only that because of common
0: sense, right? Because of <laughs> they've got so many other kids that are drafted here that are making their way up. Like they, they have to get contracts at some point. Kevin and Adams have to make always say, them, "So we
1: got to get talent, yes. not just for our club, right. but for the fact that we need." capital you know player capital to be able to use to make our our club better
0: so much to discuss free agency is ongoing development camp is as well here at LeCom harbor center we expect to have a live guest from that group of blue and gold on the ice today stay with us as sabers live continues on wgr sports radio 550 tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone